0: studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: I just texted to my source, hot or skanky, I'll let you know what they say. Oh, jeez, you just—you probably shouldn't,
0: I wish we could, probably shouldn't, yeah
1: uh The city of Manila has banned kissing in public as covid cases surge. There are various parts of the world where the COVID is not receding. I think in America we all feel like we're almost at the end of this sort of thing. It's growing in Poland and Czechoslovakia. It's the worst it's been and getting worse. I did not know so that. So there are parts I did know, of the world.
0: There are various parts of the world that's kind of rough and they got no vaccines.
1: Oh uh, yeah, and Biden said yesterday we have a clip of it, but doesn't matter. Um, he said yesterday. We got t- uh, we got no vaccine. We got a lot of it, and then when uh, when if, uh, our excess, we're going to give to other countries that 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 don't have it and can't afford it. So
0: well, the
1: countries
0: like um, the, the 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 big one and the one over there. Uh, come on, West Germany, <laughs> East Germany. Johnson and Johnson, the liars, had pledged to deliver twenty million doses of their groovy one-shot job. By the end of March, but through Tuesday, it had only delivered three point six million.
1: Three kind of holding out instead for that one. Three instead of twenty. Yeah, well, I got to go
0: get one of the double jabby ones. I just have to accept it.
1: <sighs> and were you probably low-
0: get dose number two on a Friday, so I can deal with the the side effects and everything.
1: Uh huh. Were you just trying to avoid getting sh- uh, two shots, or you just have more uh, belief in the Johnson and Johnson, or or you're a Johnson and Johnson stockholder? What what is your reasoning? Yeah, you well, talking been... your book, Joe? Hmm? My what now? Your book? Are, you, are you talking your book? Is that uh stock trading lingo? Yeah, that's what I hear when people say when they mention companies, they go, Oh, he's talking his book again. Wow. Wow.
0: You're really up on this stuff. Oh, uh, we've been having these uh, family Zoom calls, extended family Zoom calls, uh, partly because my mom is almost at the end of her life and everybody wants to check in and be in touch. And it's very moving and sweet and sad and the rest of it. But, uh, we've been comparing notes, those of, uh, among the family who've gotten the, uh, the jabbins, uh, how their side effects have been and the rest of it. And, and they've uniformly reported feeling pretty damned funky after that second jabbin. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, not terrible, just pretty bad. My parents, For a day, day and a half.
1: My parents have only had the first sticking and uh, felt nothing from it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll be so right for figured... the second sticking here in a week and a half, and I'll report on that.
0: Uh, being a busy, busy professional and uh, not wanting the side effects, I thought I'd go get me the, the J&J single jab, uh, but you can't get it anywhere. Please, it's like one of them uh, them digital pieces of art people are paying $70 million for. You can't, you can't get it.
1: You're a busy professional as opposed to all the other people who are, I've got plenty of time to feel crappy. I'll go with the two shots. Well, they're not major radio celebrities. We mentioned this the other day. America's two biggest rivals on the planet are building a lunar base together. China and Russia are getting together to build a m- base on the moon. Why? China and Russia will use their accumulated experience in space science, research and development, and use of space equipment and space technology to jointly develop a roadmap for the construction of an international lunar scientific research station, which will be on the moon or in a low lunar orbit. They haven't decided yet.
0: Until we hit it with an ICBM. Actually, that wouldn't be an intercontinental ballistic missile. It'd have to be an interplanetary ballistic
1: missile. That'll happen at some point. At some point, uh, a space war. There will be ordnance swapped in space. When do you think that'll happen? Our lifetimes or
0: later? Mm, I would say yes, during our lifetime. I just read we're... What if uh, I get hit by a bus this
1: weekend? (laughs) Well, then no, not in your
0: lifetime. All right. So I just, just read clarifying. where SpaceX had sent up dozens and dozens of satellites, and these things have become absolutely critical to communication and and just just all every aspect of our modern lives, right? And so, yeah, if we want to deal China blow, they want to deal us a blow.
1: First thing they do is blow a bunch of our satellites out of the sky. Well, here's a, here's a better question and a real question. Any chance that Russia and China are not up to no good with this? No. Are no. Not up to no good. They're up to some that, no good. That they're they're that they're merely merely doing the kind of experiments that you know we generally do about medicine and plastics or whatever we're trying to learn. Um that their sole goal is something that helps them in their effort to bring us down a peg.
0: I don't think it's their sole goal. I mean, just because Russia's had a pretty active space program and is running the International Space Station shooting
1: monkeys into space. Well that was in the
0: fifties. But um so, yeah, I think they'll do some legitimate chi- scientific research. And China, remember, China's always polishing their brand. They want the rest of the world to think, you know, that Chinese orbits looks pretty sexy. They got a moon base. I think I'll align with China. So it is partly PR. But, yeah, they'll develop technologies designed to hurt us. Absolutely. And then we're going to have the, the Marines pouring out of the craters, uh, attacking them, planting an Iwo Jima-style flag, you know, right, right, right in their belly some chinese never that was getting too graphic but um <laughs> what? yeah yeah there will be space wars absolutely that's why we have a space force now remember they laughed laughed at trump for about 10 minutes then all of the military authorities said uh that's really important
1: yeah we got to have a space force and i think certainly now that china and russia are building their their moon military base right what right. are they gonna probably
0: need lightsabers too it couldn't hurt um
1: well it'll be a fun story to follow
0: So uh, back down to earth to the the COVID, health officials in Pasadena pissed off and forced to cancel a vaccine clinic when hundreds of entertainment professional types from Hollywood claimed nearly two-thirds of the available spots meant for senior citizens and essential workers who live and work in Pasadena. Somebody figured out how to job the computer system, so a bunch of people came from movie and TV sets to get their shots, pushing aside the old people, practically knocking them down.
1: We should talk about this. We can talk about this at depth coming up later. The Biden administration, for some reason, is turning back the clock on the whole campus due process thing. Uh, Whether you remember or not, in the Obama administration... Well, I'll tell the whole story, but we're going back... If you've got a son in college and he has a hookup of any kind, with any, well, it doesn't even need to be that. It could be legitimate uh, a premarital intimacy with his girlfriend could get him kicked out of college and all kinds of problems with no due process, no right to even know what he's being charged with, nothing.
0: Horrible, horrible miscarriages of justice. Back
1: to that, and the explanation for that is pretty interesting and, and, and maddening. That, among other things, on the way.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: I find this interesting um, on so many different levels. And I think you probably remember the story. We we talked about it a fair amount. On Tuesday of this week, the Biden administration issued an executive order directing the Secretary of Education to suspend, revise, or rescind the Trump administration regulations that guaranteed due process protections for accused students in campus sexual misconduct uh, adjudications.
0: Oh my God, this, this will make me insane.
1: In 2011, the Obama administration reacting to what we now know was a bunch of crap data. This data came out, and I can get into that later where this came from. It's almost as ridiculous as how I was drinking out of a paper straw from Jamba Juice the other day that disintegrated before I finished my Jamba Juice, all because a nine-year-old did a phony paper about straws and turtles. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you know that story. We won't get bogged down on that. But fake data led to so many parts of the country having no plastic straws. Similar, b- completely bogus data about how many women are sexually assaulted on college campuses that turned out to be way, 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 way wrong. The Obama administration swallowed whole. And, uh, and
0: remember the infamous uh, fictional Rolling Stone piece about rape culture.
1: Right and uh, eliminated so much due process on college campuses for anybody that's accused of something. The Obama, Obama guidance created a due process nightmare on American campuses. I'm reading from David French's piece in The Dispatch about it. I think it was yesterday. Um, go through one case from back in 2019. After a female college student accused her ex-boyfriend of groping her in her sleep. That was the accusation. They were sleeping together, and he groped her while they were sleeping. As boyfriend-girlfriend. At the time, yeah. Wow. Purdue University conducted an investigation and and, uh, adjudication so amateurish and biased that it's frankly difficult to imagine that human adults could believe it was fair or adequate. The plaintiff, John Doe, alleged that he was not provided with any of the evidence on which the decision makers relied in determining his guilt and punishment. His then ex, at the t- now ex girlfriend, didn't even appear before the hearing committee, and he had no opportunity to cross examine his accuser. The committee found his accuser credible, even though it did not talk to her in person. The accuser did not even write, get to write her own statement or provide a swarm allegation, and the committee did not allow the plaintiff to present any evidence, including witnesses. So there was just nothing. <laughs> I mean, Ryan, there was hardly no. an accusation, a- accusation at all. Full on railroading. So John Dew sued Purdue, and his case made it all the way to the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals, where the court was singularly unimpressed by the university's conduct. The majority opinion noted that Purdue's process, with its permanent, devastating consequences for the student's career, fell short of what even a high school must provide to a student facing a days-long suspension, let alone kicking somebody out of college and accusing them of being a, uh, you know, a, a sexual assault perpetrator, a, a sexual predator, right. Um, so what did the Trump Department of Education do? Uh, the Trump administration required an express presumption of innocence, which is the way we're supposed to do things in America. Live hearings with cross-examination conducted by an advisor of choice who may be an attorney. Sufficient time and information, including access to evidence to prepare for interviews in a hearing. Impartial investigators and decision makers and a requirement that all relevant evidence receive an objective evaluation. Uh that's what the trump administration did because the biden, the obama administration had removed all that now the biden administration is rescinding all of that again
0: they have rescinded neutral weighing of facts
1: how do you like that facing your accuser all the things that you you know you learn about like in grade school why our system is so special
0: this is just obscene it's, um, it's awful
1: And it it came out of this, what like I said, is now known to be really, really misleading, if not just flat-out bogus, uh, stat that 20% of women are a sexual assault victim before they leave college. That was a giant headline the day it hit in 2015. Um, One in five women will be the victims of sexual assault before they leave college. And it's just not true. And they dig into all kinds of the different numbers um. Uh, over the years, they think it's closer to 6 out of a 1,000. So instead of 1 in 5, because they were using such a broad definition, and then they were extrapolating based on some really iffy data about how many people never come forward, so it's probably got to be this many, I mean, because uh-huh. that, that, that you're getting guessing how many people don't get come forward is really difficult, obviously. But so factoring in a whole bunch of other stuff, the Department of Justice's Bureau of statistics decided it's more like not one in five, but six in a thousand. And for most campuses, you're actually safer on campus than off. The rate of sexual assault was one point two times higher for non-students most places than it is on the college campus. Right. What's incredibly troubling
0: about this? I mean, the, the lack of due process, the railroading, the, uh, and it, it, well, there are a number of aspects that are really troubling, but Title IX says if you discriminate against women, you will lose your funding. And so, these uh, these universities live in terror that anybody will say, well, you, you left the boyfriend off the hook, so I think that's discriminating against women, so you lose all your funding. So all of the incentives run the same way. All of the incentives run in the way of kicking the guy off campus, if it's a guy-girl thing. Um, and and there is no incentive to provide any due process or defense for an accused male because of the incentives and disincentives of, of Title IX. And then you have the aspect of uh, you've got young adults falling in and out of love, sometimes with alcohol or right, drugs mixed with in. With a fair
1: amount of drinking or whatever else going on.
0: And has anybody, uh, anybody listening ever had a romantic encounter that they felt kind of bad about or regretted or thought was unwise uh, looking back on it? Well, if you are of a particular psyche, you can convince yourself that, you know what, I really, I wasn't willing. I was not a willing participant. He talked me into it or whatever, and that's enough to get a kid kicked off a campus. That's just just, a minefield of our own creation. It's a terrible idea, and it infantilizes young women, too. I had a talk with my daughters about this. About how do not think that because of these great enlightened policies, you don't have to have your guard up. Or that you don't have to be smart or discerning or stay sober at parties. It's on you. It's not on the university provost or dean or whatever the hell to keep you safe. It's on you. Be smart.
1: Uh, the last paragraph in this from David French, who is, an, uh, is a never-Trumper. Betty DeVos's decision to protect the campus due process was one of the best executive actions of the Trump administration. Its key elements were supported by civil libertarians across the political spectrum. Not everything Trump touched is tainted. Biden should leave this regulation alone. He makes the argument in the long piece that it's part of the whole anything Trump did, I've got to get rid of.
0: Yeah, knee-jerk
1: M- movement that is just weird.
0: You know, for instance, and I know we're running out of time, but if Biden had carefully and deliberately dismantled the aspects of Trump's border policies he didn't like the most, he could have avoided this crisis at the border. This unbelievable. I mean, it's beyond a crisis. It's a cluster. You know what? Just that need to immediately undo everything Trump did. It's just it's just dumb. That's what's weird to me. It's just bad strategy. Yeah. I mean, we can argue about if it's good policy or not. I happen to think mostly it's not. In this case, it's not. It's horrifying. But I just don't get from a strategic perspective why they would invite such big problems onto themselves by just tearing everything down.
1: I knew we discussed what we're doing next. What do we got coming up?
0: Well, we have the absolutely out of control District Attorney of Los Angeles talking about turning loose murderers and rapists wholesale, among other things. Also, with all the rent relief and mortgage relief, what about the owners of the properties? Oh, yeah. What's happening to them? Good report on that as well.
1: Yeah, it's some people who, uh, you know, you own a rental, you haven't gotten rent in a year. I don't know how you'd, you got to have a lot of money to be able to afford to uh, to keep your rental without getting any rent for a year.
0: Well, virtually every uh, landlord I know has a mortgage. It's just, sure. it's a long-term bet for the future. It's an investment.
1: Yeah. Well, it's you know, and it's going to well, you'll hear more about it in a second. Our text line is 415295KFTC 415295KFTC.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: not be left out to hang and dry by ourselves as small landlords we are really vulnerable on the west coast many california landlords say they've gone a full year without rent payments from tenants making matters worse for landlords they aren't receiving any federal benefits a fox investigation reveals 27 states have yet to spend their federal aid allotment for tenants from the last round of stimulus So $25 billion that could be used to pay the rent is now sitting in state treasuries waiting to be dispersed. But lawmakers are sending even more money to states anyway. Housing providers say all these problems will hurt residents of major cities the most. If enough small landlords, you know, give up and just sell their distressed property, we're just gonna end up with more and more institutional landlords. That's not good for any city. Right now, twenty percent of American renters are behind on payments, averaging about four months or fifty-six hundred bucks each nationwide. That's ten million renters who owe their landlords an astonishing fifty-seven billion dollars. Like you said, the rent is too damn high. Yeah, well, that's too damn late. That's the moronic view of so much of I don't know people, the media, whatever. That um, you know, the people that got to pay rent. That that, that we got to excuse that. The people that own the rental, well, they're so rich it doesn't make any difference. Mm -hmm. Well, that's true for some people, but everybody I know who has a rental buys the rental with the the, the math only working if somebody's in it and paying rent for making the payment on it.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. That's the only way you can
1: pull it off.
0: Yeah. And indeed, often it's just the tax incentives that help you break even. And then you hope it appreciates through the years. You sell it and can retire on that income someday. The small time, uh, quote unquote landlords. I know I, I, I like, I wish there was a different term than landlord. It's like you're, you got a white wig, you know, and you're, you're in a carriage or something and you, you beat on your tenants. Landlord. I'm not a lord of anything. I had a rental property for a few years, but. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. There's there's one of the great faults I think among. Uh, I guess, did you make them uh, bow when you were a landlord? Usually, yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, but one of the great <laughs> things missing from our our schooling is good, solid economic education. In that, I think people think that everything that exists has to exist. It's inevitable. Of course there are rental properties. There will always be. Of course there are businesses. Of course there are corporations. That's inevitable. Now the only question is who gets what from them. They don't understand that these things are created by people risking their capital hoping to make a profit. And then if you jerk with them too much, those things won't exist anymore. There will be no jobs. There will be no rental properties.
1: No, I... I am in a, it's complicated, but I'm in a position right now where it would be very easy to make the move toward uh, having a rental. But hearing all this stuff, it doesn't make it seem like that m- might be what I want to do.
0: Yeah, especially in the blue likely. state. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so true. Uh, speaking of blue states, unless you had more on that uh, topic, which will still be a
1: topic no, tomorrow. I, I did want to mention this, that um, m- my kids are getting older and they start to, uh, they're they're maturing. My youngest, particularly, is very uh, concerned about puberty. When it's going to hit, he's constantly wondering if he's into puberty now. He's worried about getting huh. a mustache. He doesn't want to have one. <laughs> oh, well, he doesn't have to. But anyway, he uh, he came out uh, yesterday. He came out and he he lifted his arm up and he said, "I think my pits smell. I smell like a man. I have an odor. Uh-huh. I have an odor." I boy, think boy that is too. a
0: self-aware kid. Usually, it's you're in a minivan full of them, and about oh, yeah. to vomit, and you say, "For the last time, you boys don't a shower and b use deodorant. You're not getting in my car
1: again." That's, that's usually the, the way it unfolds. That's the way Sam is, who just turned 11. Dude, you smell full on like a locker room. You've been Aggressive at the skateboard. Scent. You've been at the skateboard park for two hours. You're soaked in sweat. Go take a shower or something. You smell, but uh, but Henry had not yet had that situation. He said, "I have an odor." I, I can tell. <laughs> so he's expecting a mustache any day.
0: You got to take Sam out to the barn. Take a deep breath. Hmm? That's what you smell like.
1: That's weird. You know you, you have an actual barn. If you don't have kids, you don't know when when they're little. They really don't have a smell.
0: Oh, they have a sweet, sweet smell. Yeah,
1: if there's any smell at all, it's a great smell. Then middle school stanky. <laughs>
0: Oh, man, I coached so many kids in soccer at that age, and some of them, especially the lads, they just did not give a damn. Man, they smelled like a goat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mustaches are next, I guess. <laughs> you,
0: you can sport any kind of
1: mustache you want. Just take a damn shower, son. If I recall, I, I don't know if it's different for people, but I think uh, like chest and armpit hair was before the facial hair, I think.
0: Oh, yeah. Being able to grow a decent uh, so. stash yeah. is uh, late in the process.
1: I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, that's enough hair talk. Although that, that is quite a moment when you're and then then come the horns. Then the little boy feels up around his head. Wait a minute. I got some horns. I think I'm going to butt the old man. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And, and so it begins. <laughs> well, that's OK. It's all right. So it's it's the natural process. Uh, As I often uh, reminded my wife, as she would conflict with, uh, in particular, our first kid, I said, honey, for the kid to leave the nest, she's got to push against the nest. It's okay. It's got to happen. She still loves us. We love her. It's part of life. One of my few moments of calm. And then I said, stop pushing against the nest. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, so uh, this is a much more serious note, and I am. Mm, there are times that I'm concerned that uh, it's too easy to come off as a right wingy talk show host uh, who's trying to be exciting. I swear to you, I am not doing that right now. Los what Angeles else should be in prison. <laughs> well. Liberal criminals should be in prison, which brings us to our next story. Los Angeles, you have elected a dangerous radical as your uh, district attorney, George Gascon, who laid waste to San Francisco. You've heard all the stories about San Francisco's exploding property crime in the bums and the junkies and the poo on the street and all that's to a large extent the legacy of george Gascon, although he had a lot of help with it but he's in charge in la now and he's talking about turning loose any prisoner or resentencing them after they've served 15 years like that and this became famous for reasons we're about to play you a tape and if you haven't seen it you go to armstrongandgetty.com it's an amazing video let's roll clip 62 and we'll go from there
1: Convicted killer celebrates a decision by the LA County District Attorney that could get him out of prison.
0: Hello, cuff. Boom. Salute. Celebrating us going home on this Gaskin direct.
1: Oh. Philip Dorset and his cellmate at New Folsom State Prison are seen toasting George Gascon. The DA issued a new directive calling for the possible resentencing of inmates following 15 years of imprisonment.
0: So, uh, first of all, the video is these guys are videotaping themselves, recording themselves, on a smuggled cell phone, toasting the Marxist DA with moonshine. So, <laughs> New Folsom, I don't know, maybe you want to turn those cells over a little more often. But let's put that aside for the moment. Although, I wonder how that prison moonshine is. wonder what their tasting notes are. I'm getting oak... Hints of raspberry and ripe plum.
1: Or are you getting more? I'm getting toilet. (laughs) I'm getting strained through a sock. (laughs) Those are some rough tasting
0: notes. But you get what you can get, right? So, anyway, uh, this guy in the video, Philip Dorsett, who came oddly from a life of wealth and privilege in Rancho Palos Verdes was in a celebratory mood because he'd been sentenced to 40 years to life for the 2005 execution-style shooting death of a rival gang member. He had just learned that George Gascon had issued new directors calling for possible resentencing of anybody who'd been in STIR for 15 years or more. Here's what you have to understand about this guy. He's the child of terrorists. Actual terrorists. 60s, 70s radicals involved in the infamous Brinks truck robbery, killed three men, left nine children homeless. They're Marxists. When they went to prison, he was raised by another terrorist, Bill Ayers. And um, he is absolutely a Manchurian candidate style. He was raised, it's like straight out of the Americans, actually. He was raised from the time he was a kid to infiltrate the system and tear it down. And so one of the things he's trying to do is he's trying to uh essentially decriminalize crime and turn all the inmates loose because he believes they're political prisoners of the evil white supremacist capitalist United States this guy is an avowed Marxist radical but he knows which buttons to push so he keeps getting himself elected to, to being a DA but I swear to God he's been raised since he was a kid to tear down the United States
1: I never watched The Americans is that a pretty good show? Oh, it's the best. Judy and I are
0: re-watching it now. When we when we have time, really, it's terrific. Yeah. John's
1: nodding his head. So it's one of your top tier. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's as good as anything. Okay, yeah, particularly yeah, the early seasons. It's just phenomenal
0: yeah it's 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 spycraft it's the cold war it's drama it's suspense it's wigs it's fake mustaches oh, the
1: fake the fake
0: mustaches alone are worth <laughs> at least your are delving into the first season oh yeah and, and in the same way the sopranos was fantastic it's also really compelling family drama at the same time
1: mm, okay
0: and some bear hiney if you if you need it um L.A., mirroring a trend in large cities nationwide, has experienced a surge in violent crime, a rise of a 100 homicides uh, from 2019 to 2020. Uh, bah, 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 bah. 18 people have been shot during robberies so far this year compared to one during the same time period last year. Wow. Overall, the number of shooting victims has more than doubled. Criminals getting more brazen, targeting businesses and locations that used to be peaceful. Uh, just an explosion in crime. And George Gascon is trying to turn loose the murderers and the rapists and the rest of it. And, and, the, uh, and the gun-wielding criminals, too. I just, uh, L.A. then, I'm sorry, San Francisco, then L.A., electing a terrorist district attorney. I, I just don't know how it happens.
1: Um, I don't want most murderers to get out. uh, But I, I've only really known one guy. Met probably about five years ago. So he he murdered a guy at a party when he was nineteen. I don't remember. Shoot him. Remember or? all the circumstances? Yeah, he had a gun. Mayhem broke out. He kind of fired his gun out of fear in a direction, killed the guy. Went to prison mm-hmm. for for murder for life. As a 19-year-old. Wow. And, uh, and he expected to stay in for his entire life. And then he got um, magically his sentence commuted by Governor Jerry Brown. So however long ago that had to be. Anyway, um, and he got out. And so he was like 40 uh, when I got to know him. And he was so easily not a threat to anybody and a good dude. I mean, just like I got to know him well enough. They just, and you know, I wonder how many of those there are. I don't think that's but by far the, the, the majority, or not even a very big minority of the people that are in there. But just, you know, one rash craziness thing, terrible decision, and they can be a contributing part of society. And I wonder how good our prison system is figuring out who those people are versus the people that should never get out. Right,
0: right. Uh, I You know, I've talked to a number of victims advocates about the parole hearings and it's 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 complicated and nuanced, and there are a thousand variations. You get a thousand people; they've got a thousand different stories. Um, yeah. So I hesitate to make any any statement on that. You're absolutely right. There are people who probably would be good and productive members of society. On the other hand, the dead guy, he don't got nothing. He nope. gets nothing, and never ever will again. Neither will anybody who loves him. And so, you know, we've got to have these enormous disincentives for murder. Europe has a different way of uh, dealing with it. There, I believe, in in some European countries, the maximum sentence is 20 years, period. Period. You kill a guy in cold blood, you get 20 years, period. Wow. Um, You know, we don't have the time nor, uh, well... It's very heavy to have this discussion, but it's an interesting way to look at life.
1: President's given an address to the nation tonight, not a press conference, but an address to the nation. What still, I am? It's the one year. Where? What? It's the one year anniversary of COVID. Oh, what? Uh, yeah. I want to talk a little. Come on, little. Bit Who's about. Kevin? <laughs> anniversary of Kevin? Come on, oh, man.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show. From the text line, my 8-year-old said he was going through puberty when he found lint in his belly button. Thought he was uh, (laughs) getting a little hair going there. That's funny. Um, uh, Yesterday's podcast on hooping, somebody said, uh, Yeah, I used to know a bunch of sailors that hooped their booze. Because taking the booze in the form of an enema, you don't have alcohol on your breath, so you can pass various breathalyzers for things. Um, the wait breath, a minute. the breath thing comes from it being in your stomach? Or, I thought that came out of your bloodstream. I don't have any idea. Of course, you know, it's, it's entirely
0: possible degenerate drunks and junkies have some bad information. <laughs> in my experience, that's possible. So, no, it's fine if you put it up your butt. Nobody can smell it on your breath.
1: Okay. All right. You know, I think I'll drink it the regular way nonetheless. <laughs> Instead of having a daiquiri enema after a long day. <laughs>
0: I'll have it on the rocks. You can have it
1: between your cheeks. <laughs> to each their own. <laughs> so, what do you expect the tone of the president to be tonight in his prime time address on this the one-year anniversary of the pandemic starting, you know, the last time he did the the address, what was that? Oh, for hitting 500,000 dead. It well, was the anniversary so... of the pandemic being declared. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you gotta pick a day, but it was roughly around now. You know, yeah, whatever I, just, I don't want to
0: let China off the hook for, you know, fall of 2019.
1: But, um, is he gonna go super maudlin? I heard the White House's description
0: of his speech and it was all about being in solidarity with the suffering and the death and the rest of it. More of the, the tone that he had uh, a couple of weeks ago. That's interesting. I don't
1: need that. No, I don't either. Final thoughts with Armstrong and Here's your oh, host. Man. For final thought, I've hardly got to that's dance It's the, the
0: shortest rave ever I just took some molly In my hiney
1: <laughs> Oh jeez You some molly For that song And it lasted yeah. like two seconds
0: <laughs> Yeah Here's your host For final thoughts Joe Getty Imagine my disappointment Hey let's get a final thought From everybody on the crew Our technical director He keeps us on the air Pressing the buttons Michelangelo
1: well, I had a final thought, but I'm now getting text from my wife that the Internet's not working at home. So this is a crisis. I may just stay at the station and sleep tonight. So, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you think is best. Positive Sean, our producer, with a final thought. Yes, Jack, not too long ago, actually it was quite a while ago, you gave me 10 pounds of spaghetti for reasons. Mm. I'm down to my final pound of oh, spaghetti. Oh, really? Yes, yes. It has been a journey, a marathon. You've gone through nine pounds of spaghetti. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why did I have all that? Oh, because we went gluten-free. Yeah, yeah, Gotcha.
0: Bittersweet, that final pound.
1: Jack, do you have a final thought you'd like to share with us? You know, dude, this is my final thought. Just in case you've ever wondered about the whole gluten-free thing, it does affect some people, but not very many people, gluten There are way more people that are gluten-free because it's trendy than because they need to. I have been gluten-free almost entirely now for, geez, I don't know, a year. I've gotten zero benefit out of it. It has done nothing for me or for one person in our family. It's been a very big deal for the other four of us. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So don't worry about it. You're not missing anything. Mm, interesting. You know, I had a different final thought, but it, it occurs to me, I was
0: I was having a pain, and I've been drinking a bit of, of bourbon lately. I'm on a bourbon kick, and I was trying to figure out whether the pain might be associated with the bourbon, so I dug into some of the medical websites. Turns out whiskey's really good for you in a lot of ways. There you go. If you can avoid overdoing it and getting in fights and cheating on your wife. <laughs> living out a country song. It actually has some decent health benefits. There
1: you go. So you did a little research on uh, the drink and the whiskey and decided, hey, it's not only not hurting me, it's helping. Right. Time for Daddy to take his medicine. Now, are you hooping that? (laughs) Oh, of course I am. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday.
0: I've learned to stand on my head with the bottle and the funnel. It's kind of complicated, but maybe I'll post some pictures online. Anyway... (laughs) <laughs> Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can get some fine a swag. Email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com.
1: <laughs> See you tomorrow. God bless America. History will not be kind to what transpires today. I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry.
0: No. Uh, and Look, we, we've made mistakes. I, I have made mistakes. And I want to thank the, the, uh, my.
1: Sorry. I said... What? I say, come on now this is it cheer boo yay game over let's go home huh so the lesson to take away is it's not the having tried something and it didn't work out that you regret the lesson is never try on that high note thank you all very much armstrong and getty